live victoriously now. Aren't you glad for that? Let's take out our Bibles tonight and uh, take out uh, the handout that uh, you was, uh, should have been received there at the back of the sanctuary. Uh, we started a couple weeks ago, uh, before, before Christmas, before New Year's, uh, the, uh, a church statement of faith. You know, how many of you knew that our church has a statement of faith, right? Uh, you can find it in our Constitution, and, but oftentimes we, we don't necessarily read the Constitution uh, or think about it too often, but the most important thing in the Constitution is our church's statement of faith. Uh, our statement of faith and church covenant. How many of you knew that we had a church covenant? Yeah, we've got a church covenant too. All of these great, wonderful surprises, right? And, uh, but o- our, our prayer is that over the next several weeks, uh, the Lord would help us address uh, a lot of these, uh, these doctrines in the Word of God. Last time we began uh, with the Word of God, and tonight we are uh, focusing on God Himself. And so notice there, the top of the first page, we're going to read this. This is the excerpt taken directly from our church's statement of faith. It says, We believe in one God who is eternal, uh, self-existent, infinite, and immutable. We believe He has one nature, one essence, and one substance, yet manifests Himself to man in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know what's interesting is that God is self-existent. I received a phone call the other day. Someone asked me, where did God come from? Right? I said, well, God didn't come from anywhere. God has always been. And God was not created. If God, if God had a beginning, then He's not God. Um, he is eternal God. The Bible says, from everlasting to everlasting, Thou art God. And if you have your Bible, I invite you to turn with me here this evening uh, back to Psalm 124. Psalm 124, and uh, just reminded me this, this afternoon, it's kind of interesting how God puts things together. Uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, one of the major portions of our study tonight, we're going to be looking at the names of God, what they mean, and, and then some of His attributes, what God is like. But we learn so much about God who he is from his names. And uh, I, I remember hearing a story in Bible college uh, from a preacher, and I'm, I'm not going uh, to get the full sense of the story, but there was this pastor, he met, and he met this, uh, this, uh, this Catholic who had the rosary, and they prayed the rosary. And then they met a Muslim man, and he said that, that Allah was so greater because Allah had more names than God has names. And so this preacher, he was challenged by that, and he went home and he started reading through his Bible and he recorded all the names uh, that, uh, that God has for himself uh, in the Scripture. And may I tell you, there's many more names for God than Allah, who is just the pagan moon god uh, of, of Palestine. But we think about all these, uh, you realize, and there's a, man, here we go. There's a, there's a great push uh, at least there seemed to have been years ago, uh, that, would, that would liken Allah to God. Many people say, well, they're the same person. Friends, no, they are not. They are not the same. Allah is a pagan God. God is the true and living God. Allah hates you. There's nothing you can do to earn 
favor with Allah except kill yourself in the name of jihad and take as many infidels to hell with you as you can. It's ridiculous. And, uh, but our God is love. We'll see that tonight. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Friends, there is no God like our God. All other gods are idols. And I'm thankful that we know and serve the true and living God. Look what the Bible says in Psalm 124. And I promise we won't go through our whole weekday family devotion again here this evening. Uh, but I uh, really want, just want to draw your attention uh, to verse number 8 tonight. Uh, Psalm 124 and verse number 8 says, Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Uh, what do you know about the name of the Lord? Now, of course, the, the name of the Lord written here, spoken of here in Psalm 124, is Jehovah God, who we'll look at here in just a few moments. This is the covenant-making, covenant-keeping God of Israel. He's the all-sufficient uh, all, uh, all one. He is enough. He is all-powerful. Friends, we, we consider how great God is and we look at so much of what uh, the world has and, and, and is doing and all the frustration. You know what I mean? I, I had more hair at the beginning of the week. I, I did. Uh, and, and, you know, the hair I had, there wasn't as much gray as there is now. But our help is not in man's wisdom. Our help is not in anything the world has. None of the philosophies of this world. Our help comes from the Lord Himself. And Christian, I want to encourage you tonight, not be so distracted and, and discouraged by the things taking place in the world today. Have hope in God. He's in control of all of this. And you know, we think about the day in which we live. We get to live during this time. We get to. We get to serve the Lord now. There's no better time. There's, no, there's been no greater opportunity to serve God than the time we have right now. And our hope, our help comes from Him. Look, if you would please, if you'll turn back to Genesis chapter number 1. We'll begin, as I said, we're looking at the names of God. And there's several, and this is not the... Uh, this, is, this is just God's proper names. Of course, God likens Himself to a great many things in Scripture. Of course, in Daniel, of course, well, we read that, that He is the Ancient of Days. Uh, he's the High One. The, the, he's the Highest. Um, he is a fortress. He's a rock. There's so many things that, that God refers to Himself as, but these we find that to be His proper names. And so the first name we find is the first uh, mention of God in the Word of God, and it's the name Elohim. The name Elohim, or God, as it's written, capital G, lowercase o-d. God. This is God's official title and means the strong one. The name Elohim is a plural noun, meaning three or more, and is used 2,570 times in Scripture. And in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. God created. And uh, He is the strong one who creates. But notice, 
Notice the next name here is the name Jehovah, which we just spoke of. Jehovah. And as we read it in the Word of God, it's all capital letters. Lord in all caps. God in all caps. And this is God's personal name, and it means Redeemer. Jehovah is the name of the Lord. The Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New Testament. And Jehovah, as I said moments ago, is the covenant-making, covenant-keeping God of Israel. And this name was so deeply revered (laughs) that the scribes would actually take a bath every time they wrote it down. Think about all the... how, How deeply do you revere the name of God? I was studying for Sunday night's message. Turn to Colossians, if you would, please. Colossians chapter number 3. The Bible speaks of something interesting. And and I'm sure you and I, just living in the world, we've heard this much to our shame. But the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 8, "But uh, But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy. Who is is Paul writing to? He's writing to Christian people. And he he says, stop blasphemy. What is blasphemy? We blaspheme God every time we take His name in vain. You know, sadly, I I hear Christian people take God's name in vain. I thought, man, what's going on here? Why are you doing that? You know, you know better. But I wonder how often... You know, I've even heard preachers take God's name in vain in pulpits. How oftentimes, I believe this is, I, I'm very careful. You hear preachers say, well, bless God. Right? I believe that so oftentimes they're taking God's name in vain because they're just in the heat of the moment. And they're not trying to bless the Lord at all. They're just trying to prove a point. We take, We say so many things that we, take God, we use God's name so casually, so flippantly. It's not a byword. It's not a cuss word. It's not what we say when we stub our toe or when we're angry, or when somebody does us wrong, or when we're trying to prove a point. It's God's name. And if the scribes who copied out God's word revered his name so highly, Shouldn't we too? The name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Notice also another name, the name Adonai. The name Adonai. This name means God is our master or owner. Turn, if you would please, to the book of Malachi. Malachi chapter number 1. And... uh, Of course, the Lord is the one who rules. Aren't you thankful that God rules? In a day like today, aren't you thankful to know that God is in control, that God is in charge, that God rules? The Bible says in Malachi chapter 1 and verse 6, The son honoreth his father and the servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear, saith the Lord of hosts? O priest that despise my name. And you say, wherein have you despised my name? But God says, if I be a master, it's Adonai. 
In the New Testament, it is the word kurios, meaning the one who rules. And we find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I'm sorry, chapter 10 and verse 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 26, the Bible says, For the earth is the Lord's. He owns it all. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He's the one who rules. We find another name in Genesis chapter 14. In Genesis chapter 14, we find the name El Elyon. Genesis chapter 14, Abraham is coming back from the slaughter of Chedorlaomer. Right? What a great name that is. He just rescued his nephew Lot from, uh, from, from this man, all of his possessions. And in chapter number 14 and verse 17, Abraham meets someone important. He meets a man who's more than a man. I believe he's a pre-incarnate Christ. He had neither beginning of days or end of days. It was Melchizedek. The Bible says, And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedorlaomer, and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheba, uh, which is uh, the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, went, uh, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. The Most High God. We find the name El Elyon. God, He's not just the Most High God. He is the highest God. He is the strongest strong one. There's none stronger than our God. But notice also we find the name El uh, El Olam. He is the everlasting God. From everlasting to everlasting, Thou art God. We find also another name. The name El Shaddai. He is the Almighty God who is strong and tender. In Genesis chapter 35, notice what the Word of God says of our Lord. In Genesis chapter 35, in verse number 11, He says, And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation uh, and and a company of nations shall be out of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins. He's God who's strong and tender, one who multiplies and provides fruit. And here's another, one of my favorite names of the Lord. Remaining in in the book of Genesis, turn back to Genesis chapter 22, if you would please. We find Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord, Jehovah, will provide. The Lord will provide. And in verse number 8, the Bible says, uh, in Genesis chapter 22, verse 8, it says, And Abraham said, my, God, my, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And so they went, both of them, together. And if you look down in verse number uh, 14 of the same chapter, of course, much had taken place. Abraham, he, he built the altar. He laid his son Isaac down upon the altar and with his hands bound. Talk about a great picture of Christ who willingly laid himself down upon that altar. 
He did not fight Abraham. And we have a grown man. He's not a child. He's probably about 40 years old. And he lays himself down, bound on this altar. And Abraham takes out a knife to kill his son. And as just before he thrusts that knife or, uh, into his son or takes his son's life, God stops him. He says, now I know, Abraham. Now I know. He said, well, how would, why would Abraham do such a thing? Because he believed God. You realize Abraham and Sarah were both dead physically to the point where neither of them could have children. So God brought life before he could bring life again. It was, no, it was no small thing. But God provided a ram. A ram had his thorn. Have you seen? I like to watch hunting shows. And I was watching, I, don't, I think the guy's a little kooky, but I was watching Jim Shockey one night, and he shot this mountain goat, this, this big horned sheep. There's no way, I'm sorry, there's no way that a big horned sheep, a ram, is going to be stuck just having his horns tangled in some briars in a thicket. God put that ram there. God kept that ram there. And the Bible says in, in verse 14, it says, And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it, it shall be seen. You know where, you know where mount, uh, Moriah, or mount Moriah is today? You know where the place Jehovah Jireh is? It's the Temple Mount. The foundation stone of the Holy of Holies, the place upon which the Ark of the Covenant rested, is Jehovah Jireh. Right now it's covered by the Dome of the Rock that's going to be taken down soon. And the third temple is going to be built in its place. It is from that location that Jesus Christ will rule for a thousand years. But on the back side of that hill, the back side of Mount Moriah, is where Jesus Christ laid down His life. It's where God provided. And you can trace this place's significance all the way back to Genesis 22. We also look, we find... Another powerful name, Jehovah Rapha. If you'll turn to Exodus chapter 15, Exodus chapter 15, we find a great, a great story here in the Word of God where the Lord healed the waters of Marah. And in, in chapter 15 and verse number 26, the Bible says, And I said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth. He is Jehovah Rapha. Are you glad the Lord heals? Sometimes you think, well, God's the great physician. Prove it. Where do, you find, where do you find the term, the great physician, in the Word of God? You don't. You find it right here. He is the Lord that healeth. The 
prayer of faith shall save the sick and he shall raise them up. You know, turn if you would please. We cannot neglect this passage of scripture. Turn if you would to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. In verse number 24, Lord, that heals. Lord, doesn't just heal all of our diseases. He heals us from our sin, which is the greatest healing of all. Look what the Bible says. And if you have not marked this verse in your Bible, shame on you. You ought to. It's a good one. Kathy, it's one of my favorites. The Bible says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. We're thankful for the healing power of the Lord, the salvation that we have in Jesus. Here's another, another name of, the, of our Lord. Jehovah Kadesh. Jehovah Kadesh. Turn back, if you would, to, to Exodus chapter 31. Exodus chapter number 31. We notice another powerful name of our Lord. Jehovah Kadesh is, means the Lord that doth sanctify. And in chapter 31, I'll get there soon, in verse number 13, notice, in, beginning in verse number 12, the Bible says, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily, uh, my Sabbaths ye shall keep, for it is a sign between, you and, uh, between me and you throughout your generations that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. You realize the Lord sanctifies you? We don't have to be sanctified by a Sabbath day. We're sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ. We're set apart from the world unto the Lord. You and I are sanctified by Jesus Christ. God has sanctified you. You are special. God wants to use you. But notice another name. Jehovah Shalom. Meaning the Lord our peace. In Judges chapter number 6, turn there please to Judges chapter number 6. We find the name of our Lord, Jehovah Shalom. In verse number 24, the, the Word of God says, Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. The Lord, our peace. Are you thankful that God gives us peace? <laughs> Turn to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter uh, number 2. And consider the peace that God has given. In Ephesians chapter 2, in verse number 14, the Bible says, for He is our peace. Jesus is our peace. Who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in His flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in the ordinances, uh, for to make in Himself of twain one new man, so making peace, that 
that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Consider the greatness of our God. We were at, we were at odds with the Lord. We were, we were enemies of God, who were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But he is our peace. And he's reconciled us together. Huh. No more peace. Now we're sons. Praise the Lord. Notice also, if you'll turn back in your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 23, we find another name of our Lord. In Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 6, we we find the name Jehovah Tzedek. Jehovah Tzedek. In chapter 23, in verse number 6, we read the name, the Lord our righteousness. You know he's speaking of here? Well, he's speaking of the same person in all of these. But it's Jesus Christ. He is the Lord, our righteousness. And in his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called. Who are they talking about? They're talking about Messiah. The Lord, our righteousness. Notice another. Jehovah Shammah. In Ezekiel chapter number 48, turn there please. Ezekiel chapter 48. Interestingly enough, the last part of the book of Ezekiel provides the measurements for the temple of God. Who's going to occupy this temple? Jesus. And the Bible says in in chapter 48 and verse 35, it says it was round about uh, 18,000 measures, and the name of the city from that day shall be. The Lord is there. (laughs) That's the name of it. The Lord is there. Be thankful that I think about the truth that he will be physically there. But your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost, and the Lord is there. If you know him as your Savior, he's there. And praise God for his faithfulness to us. Here's another great name. They're all great, but this is a great one Jehovah Sabaoth. Turn, if you would, to Joshua chapter number 5. Joshua chapter number 5. The Lord of hosts. In Joshua chapter 5, in verse 14, the Bible says, in verse number 13, it says, And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked... And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. 
and Joshua did so. Remember who else was commanded to loose his shoes from his feet because he was standing on holy ground? Who was it? It was Moses. Who spoke to Moses in the burning bush? It was Jehovah God. I am that I am. Jehovah God was talking to Joshua, the captain of the Lord's host. This pre-incarnate Christ appeared to him. And Joshua worshipped him. Aren't you glad that he's the captain of the Lord's host? He's, he is captain of all the armies of, of heaven. Praise the Lord. Here's another great name for the Lord. Jehovah Raha. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Turn to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. This famous shepherd psalm of David. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Raha. And then last, but certainly not least, we find the Lord our banner, Jehovah Nisi. In Exodus chapter 17, aren't you thankful that the Lord is our banner? Jehovah chapter 17, notice. What the Bible says, of course, they're fighting against Amalek. Let's begin in verse 8. It says, Then came Amalek and fought with Israel and, and Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose out men and go out and uh, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses uh, Aaron and Hur went up the top of the hill, and it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed, and when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were, stayed, were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. The Bible says in verse 14, The Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. 
the Lord our banner. I'm thankful the Lord is our banner. I think of our banner, our banner, the Word of God. Sword, the Word of God. We triumph in Jesus' name. He's the victory. He's the provision that God has given. He's our banner. Praise the Lord. But I'm reminded, again, of what the Bible says. If you'll turn back to Psalm, Psalm 124, don't worry. I know you all are worried. Are we going to try to finish all this tonight? I guess this is another two-parter, right? In Psalm 124, again, just reminded of the names of God. And as I read these and make just a few comments, I invite Brother Jeff, uh, Brother Jason, to come and uh, close us in prayer tonight. Um, but if you'll make your way now, that would be would be helpful. All of these things God is. Aren't you thankful for who God is? There is so much truth in a name. Our help is in the name of the Lord. In Psalm 124, the Bible says, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick with their wrath, or when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us, the stream had gone over our soul, then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Friends, you don't have to fear, you don't have to worry. Because God is with you. We are His children. He has not appointed us to wrath. We're thankful for these things. It does not mean that hardship will not come. What it does mean is we have a present God to help us through. You know, the waters may grow deep. They will not come past us. He'll lead us through. Our soul is, is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler's. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Why? Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. And tonight, I want to pray for our nation. Would you stand as we dismiss in prayer tonight? But let's let's pray. I'm going to ask these two men. Y'all can decide who goes first, who goes last. doesn't matter to me. Let's pray together as a people tonight. And ask God to help us find our hope in Him. They might set their hope in God. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Friends, don't be overwhelmed. God is faithful. God is good. And we can trust in Him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank and praise You for this evening, Lord. We thank You for all the things that You are. Just so thankful for all those names and titles. And of course, we know... Uh, They're more than titles, they're truths as to your character. And Lord, I pray that I'm looking at a a group of people this evening, Lord, that uh, are truly putting their hope in you. And Lord, I pray that this hope might spread to others as well and allow us to be an example of of a people who live by faith. 
and in the midst of a, a great turmoil in our country. And Lord, I do pray for our country, Lord, that uh, uh, you just um, uh, begin a great work uh, um, in the midst of this turmoil and, and use this church here in, in central Ohio and churches like this to, uh, to offer hope uh, to a, a confused and lost and dying world, Lord, and I thank you for it. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Dear Father, we're thankful that you promised us that you would never leave us nor forsake us. And God, as we've just been reminded tonight of how great and wonderful you are, God, we're thankful for all of these things of how you've described yourself. You've told us not to put our trust in man, not to even trust ourselves but only in you. And God, we, we understand that these things have been allowed in our nation and in our lives because of your sovereignty. This is your will. And God, I pray that you would help us to be bold in our faith. Help us, God, to live for you like we've only said we would many times. But God, even greater than that, we pray that your spirit would move us and help us, God, to be exactly what we should be for Christ. Help us to reach out to the lost. Help us to be loving to one another and to those around us. And most especially, Lord, help us to never despair and to never fear because you're here. And God, will just thank you and praise you for what you'll do and for all that will be accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you.